Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slips a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. That's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to get to know your foe, Buffalo Bills edition. The Jets have played the Patriots twice, and they have yet to play the Bills or the Dolphins. That changes on Sunday when the Jets host the Buffalo Bills at MetLife Stadium. And so, of course, we bring in our friend from the Rockpile Report podcast, Drew Gear. I appear on their AFC East Roundup show once a week to talk with him and his producer, Chris Kruger. A lot of fun, so I'm glad I'm able to have him on to talk some bills right now. Drew, what's up, brother? Not much. Not much. You know, just loving life. You know, ho- hopefully watching Alabama, uh, Alabama cruise, continue cruising through the SEC. I think uh, they, they watching Buffalo cruise through the AFC East. So far, football this year has been a lot of fun for me. Patriots have been a little bit better than people expected, but man, the Dolphins have been arguably the biggest disappointment in football. If not them, then it's definitely Washington. The Jets haven't been that much of a disappointment in terms of record, but in terms of what we were hoping to see as far as the young players playing well, early on, a real struggle. Now, they played terribly against the Indianapolis Colts overall, especially the defense, but the young players came to play. We saw a lot from Elijah Moore, so looking forward to watching him and seeing what the Jets are able to do against this Buffalo Bills team because, Drew, it's a weird phenomenon. The Jets right now have two wins. They've only played two teams with winning records, 
and they beat both of them. By the way, both of those teams at the time, division leaders. So now they go up against the Bills, and you got to wonder if this streak continues of beating only teams that are division leaders with winning records. If they're going to do that, though, it's going to be a hell of a challenge because even though Josh Allen isn't quite performing at the same level that he did last year, he's still been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Talk to me a little bit about what you've seen from Josh Allen so far this season. Well, Josh Allen really is just, he's he's at an interesting point in his career because last year it was, he, he, started, he started hot at the expense of your New York Jets. Um, kind of surprised everybody. You know, he was, he was the first Buffalo Bill to throw for 300 yards in regulation since I want to say either the, like the Rob Johnson, Doug Flutie era of the 90s. That's how that, that, that underscores just how bad our quarterback situation has been pretty much perennially dating back to the start of the millennium. So Josh last season had a hot start, got hurt, hit a lull. Then he kind of picked up his play once he was healthy and the wide receivers really started clicking and everything started working for him, took off like a rocket at the end of 2020 to the point where he was in the MVP conversation to start this year. I, the the the, over, the overarching narrative was that he's underachieving by comparison to what he was accomplishing back in 2020. But I don't think a lot of that's fair because I think that when you the NFL, it's a game of cat and mouse. You as the offense are always trying to stay one step ahead of every other defensive coordinator in football because once teams get some time to look at tape and what you're doing, what your tendencies are, what what play calls you like, they find ways to shut that down. I mean, I look no further than I, I have a just off the top of my head. I've got a perfect example in 2020. The Buffalo Bills made an absurd amount of their yardage on deep crossers uh, between John Brown, Stefan Diggs. They were very good at executing these deep crossers. And this year, defenses have responded by really not coming out of their too high shell much. And so what you see now is that those those deep passing lanes just haven't been developing as often. And Allen has now had to learn how to take advantage of other routes, how to look to other players to make plays. I mean, at this point last season, I want to say Stephon Diggs had as many yards. I mean, he did what in his first handful of games as he does now. Now, he's thrown in a couple hundred yard games here and there this season, but really it's become Josh learning how to spread the ball around and find different ways of moving us through the air. He's still just as effective. He's still just as prolific of a passer. We're just getting it done in different ways. I mean, look no further than before Dawson Knox got hurt. He was leading. I think at one point he held the lead for touchdown passes to tight ends. He was having a career year. He had already surpassed last year's receiving total. And that was what the, his injury was suffered on Monday night football against the Titans. So he's missed a game and he's going to miss at least two more, I believe. And yet he's already surpassed last season's area, area yardage total. And, and total yardage what that tells you is that josh allen has finally learned how to utilize the tight end consistently when the opposing defense takes everything else away in that way i think he's a slightly more dangerous version of the quarterback that he was last season simply because he's learning how to find find he's looking how to get everybody involved is i think the best way i can say it 
Drew, I think that's a really good way to put it because when you look at what Dawson Knox was able to do before he got hurt, as you said, a lot of touchdowns, five of them. For a tight end, this point of the season, we're looking at double-digit touchdowns on that pace. Now, as you said, he got hurt, so he may or may not be able to reach the double-digit touchdowns, but really strong production there with Josh Allen being able to finally utilize the tight ends properly. But he's been spreading it around. Emmanuel Sanders has been a very pleasant surprise so far this year. 413 yards receiving, four touchdowns. Cole Beasley, his usual reliable self. Stefan Diggs has been excellent again this season. A steady target for Allen. So he's really been able to work that ball around. Even Gabe Davis getting in there. Zach Moss, who we'll talk about a little bit more when we get into the running game. He's played well, catching passes out of the backfield as well. So very diverse passing attack here for the Bills. Oh, for sure. And I think one of the things that you see a departure from in 2020 is that Gabe Davis was really kind of a, he had a very strong season for the Bills. He had seven touchdown passes, which uh, was tied for the lead with, I think he was second actually behind Justin Jefferson for rookie scoring. And the crazy thing about that is that you look at where he is this year. Teams have, again, found ways defensively when they're talented enough to try to marginalize the things that they do well. So they took away Gabe Davis up the seam where usually he used to feast on linebackers because safeties would have no choice but to hug Stephon Diggs. So early on, you saw Emmanuel Sanders lighting things up. I mean, he had he just got held, but the Dolphins just held him to no catches, no, no touchdowns, nothing in the last game. Even without that, he has 413 yards and four touchdowns. So when everybody rolled their coverages to Diggs, he started feeding Emmanuel Sanders. And as soon as, you know, the first game, it took him a while to click. But I think by week three, they were really on the same page. And that's when they started to hum. So then teams said, okay, we're going to play a too high shell and we're not going to move our safeties down into the box. We're instead going to take away these two boundary receivers. So now Diggs isn't making as many splash plays. Sanders isn't making as many splash plays. Well, ever since teams decided to try to do that, now you've got Beasley, Knox, even Zach Moss is stepping up. And yet Gabe Davis is nowhere to be found. Teams figured out and he's kind of... He's reached that point, I think every sophomore player does, where they have to try to reinvent their game or at least elevate their game from where it was the previous year because they're not going to get by on deception or just the fact that defensive coordinators aren't planning for them anymore. So in that way, though, you see it's telling Cole Beasley and Dawson Knox, or uh, not Dawson Knox, uh, Tommy Sweeney, the tight end who filled in for Dawson Knox, had a great game against Miami. They, it, it, it's just like it just continues. They keep finding new ways to move things when you focus on one or you know one or two things on defense because they're too multi-talented, they're too multifaceted for you to focus on everything. And in order to focus on everything, you also have to focus on the running game, like I said before. And the interesting thing here, Drew, is that it's really a three-pronged effort because you've got Devin Singletary and Zach Moss who are splitting the carries. Singletary has just over five yards per carry, which is really strong. He's got a touchdown to his credit, too. Zach Moss, as I said, a bit of a dual threat. He's averaging only 3.7 yards per carry, but he's making it happen out of the backfield as well. And then you got Josh Allen. Now, 
I've been clear about this with you guys, and I think you probably agree. I like Allen running when he has to. I would prefer that he do it less and less as time goes on because you don't want him to break down the way that Cam Newton did in Carolina, and that's going to happen the more hits that he takes. But he's still the second-leading rusher after Singletary. He's got more rushing yards than Zach Moss. So you have to worry about Allen taking off from the quarterback position, and then you've got Singletary and Moss to deal with. And with Moss, as I said, you don't just have to deal with him carrying the ball. you got to worry about him out of the backfield too. So again, as we said, diverse passing attack, diverse rushing attack as well. Oh, for sure. And this is one of the things, I mean, I, I there, there was a clip from a, one of our podcasts that kind of went, it, it got a lot of attention amongst the Bills fan base for a period of time there because it was uh, the, the in the aftermath of our loss to Tennessee on Monday Night Football. And the question came up, you know, Josh Allen on that last, play you know, someone asked a question about you know what, what's he thinking what's this what's that you know basically what about ism and armchair quarterbacking after the fact <laughs> and i said here's the thing you're going to get with josh allen he's a incredibly incredible incredibly passionate football player you would have thought that the money that he got paid this offseason would have made him more gun shy because we've watched that Scott, you and I have been around football long enough to watch guys get paid, and then they start making, you know, Zach Moss famously said in his run to the draft, I want to make people make business decisions. Well, once a lot of players get that fat paycheck, you see them start making business decisions for themselves. Josh Allen has gone the opposite direction. It's almost like he firmly believes that the contract that he landed and the guaranteed money he just got now kind of gives him carte blanche to be as reckless as he can. I call it, uh, he's opportunistically reckless. He thinks now, Hey, I'm already set for life. If I'm in a wheelchair, it doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, he wants to win more than he cares about walking tomorrow. That's what you get with Josh Allen. So when you see the guy who's cartwheeling his way out of bounds to try to get a first down with the game on the line, you're never going to break him of that. And that's something that I think a lot of teams, you just can't compete with that for four quarters. It's very difficult because the Dolphins, they pitched a great first half against us. I, I go back to this all the time when people talk about the Bills are not infallible. We got held to three points by the Dolphins. But the, the field goal drive that they gave up in the first half of that game happened because they underestimated. They said, okay, we're going to take away all the receivers on the field. We, we've got the best def- the best defensive game plan for this play. They called an audible. You saw them moving the safety- safeties around. They cleared out the middle of the field. They had the best, schematically the best play they could have called. You underestimated the fact that Josh Allen doesn't give a damn if your safeties are going to try to come downhill and tackle him, and he took off up the middle of the field for 37 yards. Backbreaker. We, we ended up getting a 50, I think it was a 57 yard field goal <laughs> in the play because that was our only gain. But that's the thing is, even when you do everything right, he's an elite athlete and he's reckless. And so you combine those two things together, even when you call your best play, you take your best shot against Josh Allen. Sometimes it's just not enough. Drew, how's the offensive line look so far this year? 
See, I'm happy you got got us talking about a positive subject first uh, with Josh <laughs> Allen and the state of the offense and all of our all of the nice shiny toys we have. Because I'll tell you what, it our our offensive weapons, our offensive weapons compared to our offensive line would be like if you went out to eat and you took your Mercedes and you parked it next to the dumpster out back. Like that's what they look like when you line them up next to each other. And that's not to disparage. We've got some guys who are doing a, a good job. You know, you've got some guys who, you know, Deion Dawkins is having a pretty good year. Uh, you're talking about uh, Mitch. I don't, I don't know how to say this. Mitch Morris isn't a bad center. He's more of a technician than he is a physical specimen at the position. So he, he'll do a lot for you in terms of providing a pocket. He'll do a lot for you in terms of not allowing direct pressure up the gut into the quarterback's face simply because his handwork is really good. His motor's really good. But he's not the biggest guy. He's not the most physical guy. And he's not great in the rushing attack. And our guards have really struggled this year. I mean, it's it's hard for me to quantify just how bad they've been. It started with, you know, they, they put Cody Ford out there at the beginning of the season and said, okay, second round pick we traded up to get you you didn't work at tackle the guy who took your job put on a a pro bowl performance last year so you don't get that back we're going to teach you guard we know you got hurt last year so now you've had a full off season in one position come in do this job and he has the lowest blocking grade for all offensive linemen on the entire team <laughs> it was it was embarrassing. He gave up double digit pressures when we were playing the Washington football team. It's incredible. Like Josh Allen's one of the least sacked quarterbacks in football, but it's not for lack of trying by opposing defenses, and it's not for lack of trying of our guards because they've just been atrocious. And so Cody Ford gets benched, and they say, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do." And this is one of the most interesting things to watch. And I'm it's it's I'm hoping that Spencer Brown gets cleared in time to play in this game because I think you you might have an appreciation for this, Scott. Spencer Brown's a rookie, but he's a big, he's six, what is he? He's six foot eight, three hundred and eleven pounds. He's got a massive wingspan. He's he posted the second highest relative athletic score. For those of you who follow Math Bomb on Twitter and the relative athletic score, the second highest of all time at 6'8", 311 pounds. He's a physical specimen of a tackle. So when they felt he was good enough, they said, okay, Cody Ford, you're going to the bench. We're going to put Daryl Williams at guard. We're going to put Spencer Brown out here. And all of a sudden, you saw the two of them, like all of a sudden, the right side of our line improved. And the reason for it is because Spencer Brown has such, he's so long, and he's so athletic that he gives like an extra 14. I think this is what was it with his kick slide and his wingspan. He gives an extra 14 inches around the corner. If you were to try to like be a pass rusher and bend, like I'm going to bend around the corner. You're going to have to go a long way to get there. And so with that, it just, and with Daryl Williams having really great feet, it solidified the right side of the line and everything was looking good on that front until Spencer Brown hurt his back deadlifting which let that be a PSA to any of you gym junkies listening to this podcast. Stop deadlifting, okay? I don't care who you are. There's better ways, right? I'm 36 years old. I'm, I'm done. 
<laughs> I haven't finished deadlifting for the rest of my life. I have been for a long time. Nobody should be doing this stupid exercise. Um, but so it'll be interesting to see if he's ready to go for this game or if they continue to let him sit, because if he's in, I feel a lot better about what we're able to accomplish at the interior offensive line, because you'll have a seasoned veteran and Daryl Williams in there. If they can't, you guys are going to get one of the juiciest matchups you'll have all year because it's going to be a rotation of Eichbacher. Uh, John Feliciano is on IR, so he won't be playing. So it's going to be either Eichbacher and Cody Ford, or they're going to put in Jamil Douglas, who the last time I saw him on a football field was the uh, was the week he put up a nine. I think his pass block rating, he got a nine, according to PFF. Single digits. I didn't think that was possible. And he he was directly responsible for eight quarterback hits, including four sacks. Speaking of a lot of quarterback hits, let's talk a little defense because one of the guys that has been a very pleasant surprise for the Bills this year is rookie Gregory Rousseau. And I think Rousseau is an example of somebody that people overthought because he didn't play last year, opted out due to COVID. Some people started talking about how he was a tweener, even though he was somebody that a lot of people thought was going to go in the top five of the draft before he had opted out. Then you heard about how Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche played so well, and maybe it was just the system. So he slid all the way down to the end of the first round. Some people thought he might even last to the second round. So far, he's been one of the best rookies in the league this year. You've got the reliable, usual guys like Tredavious White, who's been outstanding so talk a little bit about this Bills defense because as I said before Josh Allen not quite playing at an NFL MVP level but he's been very good the reason why the Bills are still arguably the best team in the AFC though is because not only has Allen continued to play very well and the offense behind him has also done very well but this Bills defense has been one of the best in the league so when you match all that together you've got a very complete team well, the one of the and let's start with what everybody knows, right? The Buffalo Bills secondary since since the arrival of Sean McDermott has been one of the AFC East best, if not one of the best in the entire NFL. Um, I, I still believe that we have the two. I think we have the best safety tandem in the AFC, if not the entire NFL. Uh, there's just something about the way that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer work together. A uh, perfect example, the Jordan Poyer in that Miami Dolphins game. He, he declared it on the sideline. You know, there's video of him declaring on the sideline that he was going to go in the game with an interception. He's like, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go out there. I, I, I see where he's looking. I see where his eyes go. I'm going to end this. And he did on the very next possession. He just, I, I, I have this. They're instinctive players, and they're, they've got this weird, rare athleticism that allows them to do a lot of things on defense where they can show you pre-snap a play, and then before you can snap the ball, they've changed it. Or they show you a single high look. But Poyer's so athletic, he can drop back and turn it into a two-high shell, and now you as the quarterback are kind of caught flat-footed because you thought you saw something, you figured what you were kind of where, okay, my quick read is going to be here. This is where the kind of play is drawn up to go. Now you have to completely change what you were going to do on the fly. And oh, by the way, you've got a defensive line coming at you. We've been doing that for forever. The linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds is having a great year, a massive bounce back year from last year. 
and I think he kind of needed that. He was playing banged up for a lot of last year. So in his quest to get a new contract, this year's going a long way to get him there. Matt Milano, everyone knew he was good. I mean, he just earned himself a fat contract extension this offseason. The biggest difference between what we've had on defense from 2017 to 2019, let's go back to the playoff years, 2019, 2020. 2021 has been the play of the defensive line because they really have become one of the key things that are uh, key things that drive our defensive performances. I mean, Greg Rousseau, you talked about him. It's been a big piece of that. I thought he was a player who was going to need to be brought along slowly. So I was a little surprised to see that I, I this preseason, I said, I thought that just based on their skill sets that um, our second round pick at the uh, defensive end, uh, not Vernon Butler, Jesus. <laughs> the uh, Basham. I'm, I'm like, I'm seeing it with a B. That's how long it's been since I've seen him on the field. I thought Boogie Basham was going to have more of an impact because his skill set seemed more NFL ready. And everyone kept telling me that Rousseau was raw. But he's this big, lanky guy who he doesn't have the quick twitch, but he's very, very sound against the run. He's very difficult. And for a rookie, I think that's one of the hardest things to teach is, you know, how do you teach a defensive lineman who's never been blocked by an NFL offensive lineman who's going to be one of the best players he's ever seen in his entire life up to that point in his career? How do you bring him along quickly enough? Russo hit the ground running and never looked back. He's one of the top 10 in terms of run defense rating on our team. And he's very difficult to dislodge. So you don't see, it's hard for teams to get around the end, which is where you see a lot of big rushing plays get snapped off. I mean, Derrick Henry is a perfect example of this. Most of his yardage, I wanted to say before his injury, at least 75% of his yardage was generated by runs that came off tackle and off the tight end around the, around the far end which makes sense because it's where a running back has the most room and they can get on your smaller players. They can kind of, you know, you're not shaking Tremaine Edmonds loose. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to hit stick him, but you could probably do that to Levi Wallace. <laughs> Levi Wallace, let's face it for cornerbacks. He's a little, he, he's, he's, he plays a little soft. I mean, we're talking like Mr. Softy. The guy sounds like an ice cream truck when you hear him coming. <laughs> He's done such a good job of locking down edge like edge players for offensive linemen, whether it be a tight end, whether it be offensive tackles, that teams have really struggled to generate rushing yards outside because our linebackers can flow so nicely off that edge and make a play. And that's been the story of the entire defense because last year our defensive line was a bunch of new faces that were all kind of gelling together and figuring out how they were going to operate, and it never really matriculated. Now what I've got is I've got a defensive line that is just, they're playing some of the most cohesive football. They're not the most dominating defensive line. We don't have three guys that are going to generate a ton of pass rush, but they're all sound as a unit. And so as a unit, they're very difficult to run against. You can't dislodge them, which means our linebackers are constantly coming downhill and making plays in your running backs. And at the same time, when they do try to get pressure, it's Jerry Hughes and Greg Rousseau. It's Epinesa. It's Mario Addison. It's our it's our front four who's really leading the charge on that front, which is something. It's a departure from what we had to do last year. 
because last year most of our pressure was kind of you had to manufacture it. You know, one of the things they love to do is they love to bring Tremaine Edmonds and uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano into the A gaps and make the quarterback guess as to whether or not they're blitzing, what you know, who's blitzing. If not, well, they still do that, but they don't do it nearly as much. And when they do, sometimes they don't send either one of them at all, and they still find a way to be disruptive. That gives us more bodies to throw back in coverage, which means teams are having a much harder time throwing the ball on us because everyone back there is talented. I, I just I think right now, cohesively, it's one hand washing the other all the way across the board for this defense. So it makes it really hard for an opposing team like the Jets to come in and try to play against because there is no one place I can tell you to attack because this one is playing well because this one's, you know, this unit's going to play well, or this player's going to do well because of this player. And that player is going to play well because of player, you know, player B and player B is going to play better because of player, player A and the job he's doing over here. So it's more of a system that's been beating our opponents the way that we have been. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Drew, what do we need to know injury-wise? I know we talked earlier about Dawson Knox. Who else is going to be out for this game that would be of note? So John Feliciano being out is big because he was our right guard. He was the guy essentially, you know, when, when all the injuries started piling up, he was our right guard and he looked terrible there too. <laughs> so he wasn't anything special, but now he's on IR. I mean, otherwise, when you take a look around, if Dawson Knox isn't in this game, I'll be very concerned. I also think that there's, you know, in our secondary, we may have to go to a few of our depth options, but they've all played very well. I think that, I think on the injury front, the team is relatively healthy. You know, barring anything unforeseen, 
I think that really you're going to be getting a full outside of the nagging things that every player has. I mean, Cole Beasley has a rib injury that he's nursing, but he's you're talking about the guy who played on a broken leg in the playoffs. <laughs> you're not you'd have to kill him in order to stop him from getting on the field. So I I think you're going to be seeing a pretty healthy Buffalo Bills roster. As far as prediction for how this game turns out, what do you think? I know the Bills are heavy favorites, even though they're on the road here at MetLife Stadium. How do you think this one shakes out? And what do you think is going to happen strategy-wise on both ends of this? One thing that I do find interesting is when I look at the Jets, and I was talking a little bit about this uh, earlier in the week on our podcast, you, you, we, you and I on the AFC's Roundup, we've laughed and we've talked or just sometimes lamented the state of the offensive coordinating job for the Jets so far this season. But so it's interesting to see that in the aftermath of, you know, one and a quarter games, we'll call it, of Mike White, you guys have one, two, three, four, five, six players with double-digit first down catches. That, to me, sounds like a team that's found a way to spread the ball around, found a way to get guys involved. You saw Elijah Moore take what looks like a very big step forward with a quarterback who's maybe a little bit more accurate on the short stuff or the intermediate stuff. It's... Zach Wilson, you're gonna if, if he's playing, I feel much more comfortable about the Bills winning because he's gonna live and die on big plays. Mike White's the quarterback that scared me because he's the guy who's going to work all the intermediate stuff. He's gonna make accurate throws. He's gonna make quick decisions just based on everything I saw. And he found a way to spread the ball around and get guys who hadn't previously been involved way more involved in the offense. I just I feel like if it's Wilson. What you're going to see from the Bills is they're going to play a lot of nickel defense, and they're probably going to try to just bring pressure, just fluster the poor kid, because I can't see your offensive line getting a whole lot of push. I mean, no one's been able to do it so far. Where that's the reason we're the number one, even after playing Tennessee, we're the number one ranked defense against the rush, or at least in total DVOA. It's I just think that you guys are a little bit overmatched in that regard. On defense, depending on what's going on in your interior offensive line, you guys have an ability to make some make some things happen. But where I'd be concerned if I were you is you're going to see what we did in the second half against Miami. We went out and we said, okay, we tried to run the football, and it was not working, not working, not working. Our interior guard situation is terrible. And then, oh, by the way, John Feliciano gets hurt. So now we've got another terrible guard playing. They came out in the second half and said, okay, you know what? Scrap that. Scrap scrap the middle of the field altogether. You want to, you guys want to jam up the middle with you, you know, you want to put your big defensive tackles in there. You want to try to bring pass rush pressure with your linebackers. We're going to throw screen passes. And we're just I think we threw 15 of them in the second half of that game. That is I feel like given the talent that you guys have on the defensive line, I feel like that's going to be what you guys get a heavy dose of out of the gate just to get you guys out of some of those heavier front seven looks. And then that should open up some running lanes for our running backs to find work. Drew Gear, host of the Rock Pile Report podcast. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Buffalo Bills with me. Really appreciate it. 
For those who want to check out everything that you're doing, obviously, they may know you from my appearances on your AFC East Roundup show, but if they want to check out those shows and your Buffalo Bills podcasts, get a better idea of what you and Chris Kruger do on a weekly basis, how can they check out what you're doing and how can they follow you on Twitter? At Rockpile Report. All one word. Uh, it's a throwback to where our st- where our tickets sit, and if it's funny because if you look at our logo, it's actually designed. It, it's kind of an amalgamation of the New York Yankees logo mixed with the old front of War Memorial Stadium, which was called the Rock Pile because it was in such a state of disrepair <laughs> by the time the seventies rolled around. The people said it looked like a pile of rocks. Check out Chris and Drew on the Rock Pile Report podcast and also make sure that you're following them on Twitter at Rock Pile Report and check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Luke Grant, the Thunder from Down Under, has got a lot of great all 22 videos up there right now, so check them out and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Check out our shop at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Bless You Thank You shirt with John Franklin Myers and Quinn and Williams. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. It's all there right now. tpublic.com. T-E-E-Public.com. Great artwork, too, from Luke Grant's significant other, Alex, who you can find on Instagram, at underscore can I be frank. And give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.